Hi, welcome to Medical Musings with Sam. This is a podcast for anyone whose lives are affected by chronic illness and are looking for hope in what can feel like a really hopeless situation. I'm a blogger, a writer and founder of the online support group Medical Musings with Friends. I'm also the author of My Medical Musings, a story of love, laughter, faith and hope living with a rare disease. Before becoming chronically ill, I was an executive manager with a passion for change management, coaching and developing my team. Medical Musings with Sam is a podcast all about connecting with others who are trying to live well with chronic illness in the midst of difficult challenges and hurdles. Come on a journey with me and together we can share our experiences of living a life of purpose, faith and hope despite our diseases. Hi everyone, welcome back to Medical Musings with Sam. This is the second episode in my podcast blog, Party Month. As you know, July is my birthday month and I'm really excited to announce that I'm running a competition on my podcast and on my blog to give away a copy of my book, My Medical Musings, a story of love, laughter, faith and hope living with a rare disease. It's a really simple competition to enter. All you need to do is listen to a podcast episode throughout the month of July and leave a review or comment on either Spotify for podcasters, Apple Podcasts or Audible. Although in saying that, you can listen through a different podcast app, leave a review and just let me know via direct message that you've done that and I'll still include you in the book giveaway competition draw. There will be three episodes and blog posts throughout July, each giving an opportunity for you to enter the competition. So this is the second of the three. There was one that was published on the 1st of July. So you can go back and have a a listen to that and a read of that blog post as well if you would like and still leave a comment there and still be eligible to go into the draw. So this is number two. The second... um, the second of the three as I said today being the 14th of July and it's actually my birthday so this is a really special one too and the next one will be on the 23rd of July and that will be the final one in terms of having an opportunity to enter the competition. I will then make an announcement on the 31st of July as to who the winner is of the book. So If you're not a podcast listener, as I said, you can leave a review in the comment section of this blog post and you'll also be added to the competition draw at the end of the month. So simple as that, either listen to the podcast episode or read the blog. Either way, leave a comment or a review on either of uh, those mediums, so podcast or blog, and you will go into the draw and I will make the announcement on the 31st of July. So without further ado, here is the second excerpt from my book and this one is from chapter two, A Full and Fulfilled Chronic Illness Life. I really hope that um, some of the messages in this particular chapter help you in your chronic illness journey, which is the whole purpose of why I do this and um, the whole purpose of my writing is to connect with you and um, together journey through this crazy world that we live in and try and live the best life possible despite our diseases. So I hope you enjoy uh, this ebook version of my chapter two 
of my book my medical musings and i hope that you listen to this or check out the blog post and enjoy it either way and most importantly get a chance to to win a copy of my book because i'm really keen to give it away to somebody who really would love to um to have it and be able to um to glean hopefully some helpful tips in your own journey thanks for listening everybody talk really soon bye Chapter 2, A Full and Fulfilled Chronic Illness Life How do you continue to live life to the full when your health limits everything you do? How do you cope with waiting for a reprieve in symptoms when the reality is no reprieve is coming? I'm not going to say there are easy answers to these questions because there definitely are not. It's hard. It can be overwhelming to wake up day after day only to discover your legs and feet are still broken, your spine unstable, your fatigue is just as bad, if not worse than it was when you fell asleep the night before. A pile of medication is sitting on your bedside table staring at you alongside a glass of water. An immediate reminder, all is not well. I have found two things really help me live a fulfilled life, despite the uncertainty, pain and disappointment. I have discovered a whole new level of patience over the past 11 years, which has become the key to me living well with chronic illness. Patience with my body, patience with my medical team, patience with people who struggle to understand what it's like living with a chronic disease. Patience is not something which comes easy to me. I have always been referred to as instant Sam by family and close friends. I like things to happen quickly. If I have a goal, I've always put 100% of my energy into achieving the goal as fast and as well as I possibly could. So how did I become so patient? I learned quickly once my health deteriorated. If I wanted to be involved in an activity I loved, slow and steady was the only way of doing it. If I rushed, I would literally physically fall in a heap. A lack of patience in the early days quickly taught me it wasn't a smart way to live a new life. I also learned patience brings a wonderful sense of peace. As expectations are realigned, pressure is reduced. Giving yourself permission to live at the pace your body allows is amazingly freeing. However, only you can give yourself permission. It's nice to have others' support, but ultimately, unless you allow yourself to adjust your life, it just won't happen. I also believe if you don't adjust your life to accommodate your chronic illness needs, your family, friends and colleagues won't get the true picture of how much your health is affecting you. As a result of wearing an unrealistic wellness mask, you are at risk of falling into a vicious circle of not feeling supported. I think it's really important to work out your limits and let others in your support circle know exactly what those limits are. They then have a clear picture of what they need to do to support you live the best life possible with your chronic disease. Remember though to be patient while others adjust to the changes you are making. It's all a process and it takes time to achieve. Always keep in mind your change in health is a change for everyone around you. Once you have realigned expectations and discovered you can be patient with your new body, purpose is then so important. We all need purpose in our life, no matter how large or small. 
For some, it might be achieving goals like reading an entire book series you've always wanted to read. If you are mobile and can get out of the house for a while, perhaps joining a craft group, a choir or volunteering at a local charity might suit you. Due to my disease and disabilities, I'm pretty much housebound, so I have needed to find purpose at home. Starting my blog was the beginning. I didn't just start it without thinking it through. I first completed an online blogging course through the Australian Writers' Centre. It was my initial step towards what was going to open a whole new world to me, a world I really had no idea existed and I had no idea how far it would develop. I was nervous about opening myself up to others. I write about deeply personal things, but I felt I needed to tell my story and I hoped it would eventually resonate with others who were experiencing a similar journey. I wasn't interested in how many blog followers I had. I would have been happy to reach and support one person. I was always going to continue to write no matter what because I love writing and have found it cathartic and a great distraction from pain. I had previously in my 20s studied freelance journalism and non-fiction writing, so it was a long-time love which I suddenly had time to explore. Writing helps make sense of all the challenges my health issues throw at me, something both my specialists and I are battling to do. During one of my many hospital admissions, one of my doctors came into my room with a concerned look on his face and asked, did you murder someone in a past life? Because it doesn't seem fair to me such a lovely lady should have to deal with so much. I don't know about the lovely lady part, but he was right. It doesn't make sense. Many, not just me, suffer from horrific chronic diseases. There is no rhyme or reason as to why one person has perfect health and another doesn't. So to think in terms of fair or unfair is not helpful. In my mind, to be proactive in the midst of the suffering is helpful. This is where writing helps me, not only blogging, but also private journaling. Blogging is like my work, my new career. It's a place to record my medical musings and share with others the coping mechanisms I have discovered through my own journey. My focus is not only on my story when I blog. My story simply allows me to provide a platform to connect with others who are looking for ways to effectively live with their own health challenges. It's a public style of writing, even though the content is of a personal nature. Blogging is a layer of my story I'm comfortable to share through social media, linking with other bloggers and engaging with comments on my blog posts from my readers. It satisfies my desire to help others. Helping people is what drives me to consistently blog. The blogging world is a writing community and it's a wonderful place to be a part of, especially the chronic illness bloggers community. However, my journal is private. It's where I bear my soul. I tell my journal anything and everything. I write frequently, but not regularly. Sometimes once a month and maybe every week for a while, or I might put it aside for six months. It's where I go when I need to release how I really feel. It captures my highest joys, my deepest hurts, my dreams, my hopes. It is healing. There are no rules with journaling. You can write in any style you like. No one will edit it or comment on it. It doesn't matter if it has spelling errors or illegible writing, especially if you use the old-fashioned method of pen and a diary. I love to use a journal book. You can draw on it, record favourite quotes, keep special cards or notes from friends to look back on when you need encouragement. It is your own special world and it is a wonderful thing. 
In this era of online sharing where nothing seems to be off limits, it is so important to keep some essence of privacy, some place where you can just shut the door on the noise of life and allow your innermost thoughts to be heard. Journaling allows you to do that. It's like a form of prayer for me. Only God knows what's in my journal unless I choose to share it with someone else. That's a precious, special thing. You don't even need to be a writer to journal. It's for anyone. Buying a new journal could be a little treat to yourself, especially if the romantic appeal of handwriting in a book inspires your creativity. If you prefer to use your phone or tablet, you can journal online. There are a number of great apps available to download. As you open the first page of your journal and record the day and date, an opportunity awaits to express yourself like never before. An opportunity to find a sense of peace, an opportunity to start the process of emotional healing and well-being. Journaling is a healthy way to order our thoughts, to scream in words if we need to, or celebrate special moments. We are all writers, some of us publicly, but all of us can be private writers. I hope you'll join me in experiencing the joy of journaling and find out for yourself just how healing it can be. It can help you find your new purpose. I also had a deep desire to serve others. I knew I couldn't volunteer outside of the home, but I'd been involved with a charitable organisation, Arthritis Queensland, who had a very small web-based support group for women with inflammatory arthritis. I decided to offer my time to help expand the group and transferred it onto Facebook for them. The forum has been going for nearly seven years now with over 1,800 if not 2,000 members and is an enormous support to those who belong to it. I sadly had to step down as admin after 12 months as my health deteriorated and I had a period of multiple surgeries and difficult recoveries. I didn't completely lose my purpose though during this time. I readjusted my expectations again. I kept blogging about my health journey and I remained volunteering with Arthritis Queensland as an administrator for one of their smaller online support groups. It's a group with over 350 members supporting parents who have children with juvenile idiopathic arthritis. It's heart-wrenching but so rewarding to facilitate a place for these parents to connect through their grief and victories as they care for their beautiful children living with such a debilitating disease. At the start of 2017, it was clear my disability was not going to improve. In fact, it was worsening. I found I had more time on my hands and I felt I needed more purpose. My blog was expanding slowly and I began writing some articles for The Mighty. I was satisfying my writing desire, but I wasn't fully satisfying my desire to serve. I could have returned to my previous online volunteer admin role, but there were others able to serve there now. I decided it would be good to try and connect with people who had rare and complex diseases. I had no idea what to do with such a crazy thought, but I had a moment of thinking there's no harm trying to start my own private Facebook group and being a woman of action, Medical Musings with Friends was born. Thanks to the Mighty promoting my forum at the end of my first article that they published, Medical Musings with Friends became a global group with 1,100 members in its first month. It was definitely meant to be and continues to be one of my main purposes and privileges in life.
Thanks to living with patience and purpose, I am living an incredibly full life from my lounge room, my bedroom and my back patio. I connect with people from all over the world and provide a service where others can feel supported, where they can share their stories, their blogs, their vlogs, their articles. A place where they can make new friends and a place where they are not judged for what they can't do, but celebrated for what they can do despite their diseases. If you are starting out on your own chronic illness journey or perhaps have been struggling to adapt with the changes it has brought to your life, take a breath and be still for a while. Be patient with yourself. Take time to review how you are trying to live and how you need to be living. Slowly start to make the necessary changes that allow you to live a life where you are patient with your new circumstances. Share your thoughts and the changes you need to make with someone you love and trust. As you remove things from your life you can no longer do, replace them with things you can do. Find your new purpose, explore it, dream about it and patiently put it in place. If we can stop looking at our disease as unfair and cruel and stop thinking why me, our outlook can change. Why me can become why not me. Sickness is a part of life. Accepting it as your new reality can help change your disabled world into an abled world. Peace brings clarity of thought. Peace is the opposite of war. If we stop fighting against ourselves by accepting our new life, warts and all, peace can be invited into our lives. When peace comes, an unexpected healing can come. Not a physical healing necessarily, but it definitely helps with pain management and a greater sense of well-being. The pain remains, but our focus shifts. This is the key. When we can find a place of peace and acceptance, we stop focusing on our diagnosis, treatments, cures, answers, and we can start focusing on enjoying life activities we are capable of. The more we add non-health related pastimes and purposes to our daily routine, the more our pain and disability become just a part of our life rather than the whole of our lives. Life with chronic illness and disabilities is not over, even if it may feel like it is at the moment. With time, it is possible to begin living again. The next podcast blog party month episode will be published on the 23rd of July. Until then, everyone, take care. Lots of love, Sam. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you can subscribe to this podcast or you can leave a review. I would really appreciate your support. If you would like to have more of my medical musings in your world on a regular basis, I also have a blog which you can find at www.mymedmusings.com. I post there at least weekly, so there's lots for you to read and be involved with. If you would really like to be a part of a nurturing community, Medical Musings with Friends is a private support group on Facebook, offering the hand of friendship, support, true care and understanding to anyone living with chronic illness. We would love to welcome you into our community. Just search Medical Musings with Friends on Facebook, click join and you will receive the warmest of welcomes. 
I also have a book, My Medical Musings, a story of love, laughter, faith and hope, living with a rare disease. It's available now through Amazon and my publisher, Imagine We Publishers. I would love for you to check it out. There's something in the My Medical Musings world for everyone, something different to suit your needs. I hope you do find something that resonates with you and helps you feel you are not alone because you're not. Remember, chronic illness is a part of your life, not all of your life. Take care.